The Midweek Muscle Podcast. Midweek. The Midweek Muscle Podcast starts now. Hey, good people. This is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the Midweek Muscle. Hey, y'all. I told you. I told you. The wait is over. It's finally here. I have a special guest who not only gave us their time today, but it's somebody that you gotta hear. So if you are busy and you tend to put this on pause for a little bit, you want to get yourself settled. You want to get yourself in a position so you can like just lock in, lock in. You hear me? Lock in because we told you all June, we was talking about health and wellness. All June, we was talking about safe zones. All June, we told you we was talking about pride and how we're supportive of it. We we told you, like June, we come in with an agenda. And usually, we try to just go with the flow, but not this month. Mm-mm. So this week, we have a special guest. Now, this special guest, man, very, very close to me, a near and dear like, it ain't even friend no more. It's just straight family. Uh, but more importantly, this person I've known for many, many years. I've watched this person grow from being in the neighborhood, hey, what's up? To full on just watching them thrive, seeing the ups and downs going through school, acquiring a master's in entertainment business, acquiring a bachelor's in electronic media production, uh, being taking the entrepreneurship track from walking away from that nine to five and doing that full-on DJ, marketing specialist, a yacht broker, and a master crafter. Like, y'all got somebody who is just has... The, all-encompassing, full-on, ready to talk about it, ready to jump in, ready to, like, just sprinkle knowledge on you, and more importantly, family. So, uh, without further ado, I would like to introduce our special guest, Jamie, J.J. Tolbert, in the building, representing, J.J., thank you for joining hey. us today. Hey. What's up, girl? What's up? <laughs> Got me over here sweating. Girl, I'm over here cheesing. You got me over here blushing. You should. Look at all. When you heard, listen, you you said generic, but when you heard it back, you was like, hold on. Is that me? That, that, <laughs> that's me? <laughs> yes, indeed, man. I am so excited to be here. With yes, you, thank girl. you so much. So awesome. I'm so grateful. Yeah, like I'm happy that you signed up to 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 want to sit down and talk to me. I know you have a lot to share. Yes. Anything else that I missed? Like, did no. I miss anything on that intro? Because I felt I'm like, a, man, that was a mouthful. I'm a dog mom. That's, oh, that's yes. my thing. And I just dog got married. Mom. I forgot I, I got married. Yes, so. I knew I was gonna miss something. Yes, hey, just got you didn't married. Miss it. You didn't miss it. We 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 here now. We own it. COVID style too. <laughs> Yes, under wraps, live stream, (laughs) everything. I was like, oh, I wish I could be there. Girl. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been fun. Now, what made y'all go ahead and tie the knot and just be like, bump it? It's COVID. Like, we just going to stream it. Like, what happened? Well, that was our date, regardless. Um, I told her, like, it's a date. That's the date, August 22nd, 2020. All even numbers. That's how we get down. So it was like, yeah, we getting married. I don't care if it's in the parking lot, uh, at Aldi's, in the pastor come there. We getting married. <laughs> so um, luckily, the, the chapel that we got married at had the live stream capabilities, and they yeah. were still doing weddings during COVID. So um, then we had fifteen people there. You know, so it, but it was great. It was great. It looked so dope. Like just live stream. I was like, I can't remember what I was doing, but I was in between stuff. I had it on my phone. I was looking at it like, oh, (laughs) they look so cute. 
Oh, thank you. Oh, I mean, y'all, y'all did it. Y'all did the damn thing. I look, uh, congratulations. So again, if you're just now tuning in, uh, thank you for listening in. Y'all know the midweek muscle was created and designed to help give peaceful and positive perspective to those who are looking to overcome the barriers that stand in their way. I've invited Jamie, JJ Tolbert to join us and talk a little bit about what that looked like for her. Um, so I, I, I really want to open the floor uh, so you can give like that opening, like, who are you? Like, how do we know, like, what puts you in your element? Like, what makes you, you, who's, like, how do we know that JJ's on the scene? How do we know, like, this is it? Like, you get who you get. Like, how do we know that? Well, a little bit about me. You know, I'm from Silverton, Ohio. (laughs) Um, I would say like the way, the reason why I'm the way I am, sports, being an athlete, being competitive, wanting to win all the time. Uh, When you lose, you you, you get your feelings hurt, but still want to come back and get that dub. You know, that that's what really puts me in my zone. Is mm-hmm. that competitive spirit, uh, whether it's the DJing, whether it's uh, working in my company, Trend Industry, doing the marketing, that just keeps me, keeps me going. Uh, one of my fiercest competitors <laughs> motivated me to be, uh, to know what that L feels like, you know, because mm-hmm. you can't appreciate the dub if you don't get that L. One year, my freshman year, JoJo, your sister, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she was on the team. And I'm like, yo, I know her. Like, <laughs> we grew up, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, we ain't seen each other. And, um, you know, you walk up like, hey, what's up? You know, competitive, like, hey, what's up? You know, and she was looking at me like, y'all gonna lose tonight. And I'm like, oh, no, nah, y'all, we gotta win. Y'all, we gotta win. Right. And Who we was lost. you? We lost, though. But, like I said, that those L's make the dubs even better, you know? And um, just correlating those two things with business and entrepreneurship, you know, that's the one thing that, that keeps me going is I know that there's going to be an L somewhere. It's going to come. Hey, it's going to come. It's going to come. Yeah. But when you get those dubs, man, they erase them L's away, they, you know. So break it down for our listeners. Like when you say L's and dubs, like break it down. What's that mean? What you talking about? So the losses. So for example, you know, when I first started Trend Industry 2019, uh, pre-COVID, it was awesome. You know, we had a good grand opening. Had a nice team, few people, probably six people on the team. Stuff started going and I'm thinking like, oh, I got a team, I'm going great, it's going good, it's gonna be awesome. And people were not hitting me up. You know, like clients, like I had a couple clients. Uh, luckily, I got Stonewall at the first, at the beginning. So I was like, cool, like, great. Got a good, got a good little start. Still trying to reach out to people who weren't trying to, you know, deal with it. It's a lot of marketing companies out there. Why choose me? Mm-hmm. So those were my L's. You know, I, I went to a couple meetings and people went with other directions and lost some teammates. You know what I'm saying? To where I turn around and it's just me and one so it's just two of us so I'm like man I'm lost like four people <laughs> you know right. and uh, at first it was disheartening and at mm-hmm. first I was like you know can I do this with just me and someone else and um, taking those L's like I was losing that, that body count losing the, the extra promotion of the company losing right. uh, business deals you know yeah. but it set me up because now, you know, we decided to deal with the Columbus Urban League. I'm dealing with a lot of small minority businesses, which is excellent to be able to help people to, to get their websites and get their logos and make their dreams come true. So those are the dubs, you know, those right. are the wins, you know. And like I said, it was stormy at first, but I'm not saying we out of the storm. <laughs> right. right when are we ever like really storm free right like, right you, like things could be like straight good over the horizon but you either you have provision and you can see it's coming mm-hmm. uh, or you just get hit with it like pop-up shower like psh. yep <laughs> yep 
a flash shower. <laughs> right. He's like, hold on, I'm over here soaking wet, like in the losses. And yes. everybody else seemed to be cool. Man, I'm glad you I talked saw. about that. I'm glad you talked about that because um, uh, people took a lot of L's in 2020. But yes. the quiet unsung story that a lot of people like had their best year ever. How? How? Man. You know, for me, I will say when, when COVID, when everything got shut down, um, I had, as a DJ, I had gigs booked from April 1st, that week, first weekend of April until October, every weekend. Wow. I was booked up every weekend. It was going to be the biggest year of my life ever, financially, as a DJ, and mm-hmm. as far as like getting gigs as a DJ, and I was so excited. But mm-hmm. when COVID happened, my heart sank because I'm right. like, what am I going to do? This is all that I'm doing. Um, I had just had surgery, mm-hmm. uh, so I did not get to return to work. What it did was it made me sit still. Okay. It made me sit down. Mm-hmm. It made me read. It mm-hmm. made me research. Mm-hmm. It turned me into a crafter. <laughs> I make t-shirts I'm... and all type of little cool stuff and pillows. So Look, I need to hit you up. Girl, I got you. But but that's what it did, and and then you know what else it did? It, it really mm-hmm. reinstated my my uh, my faith. Okay, talk to it, break it down. Like what did it do? I, I prayed every day. Like what what am I gonna really? do? What am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. Stevana was still working um, mm-hmm. for a little bit until they shut everything down, mm-hmm. and then um, it's just like how I'm gonna pay these bills. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And how am I gonna see my mom? I'm the only child. I want to see my mom. Like. Uh, and I just prayed. I talked to God every day, um, every night. Uh, I stop in the middle of the day and pray, and like, how am I gonna figure this out? Uh, what are we gonna do? And tell Him to guide me in the direction that He needed to guide me in, and uh, yeah, He did, and we made it through. And uh, just keeping that faith and and really trusting in 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 that to happen is what really made everything work out so great for us. Just knowing that that I have God and I have my beautiful wife to uh, be here for me and um, and make it through. That's that's all that matters is just that faith and, and sitting down and focusing in on that. That's what's up. Because I think when things get hard, it's really hard to get introspective like that. Mm-hmm. Um Especially, and I don't go into this too often on this show, but I do talk about prayer. I do talk about God. I am rooted in faith. I I don't have a problem with that. But one of the hardest things with religion in general is that you're praying to something, a a deity that's bigger than you. Mm -hmm. And... I, I don't care what faith it is or what religion it is. It asks you to be faithful. And mm-hmm. the aspect of faithfulness says that when things get hard, you have to double down on yes. that on that faith. And one of the hardest things as human beings to do is like, faith ain't showing me nothing it, like physical right now. So it's like you almost have to like detach from yourself in order to like really be in that. And mm-hmm. so what, what, like, what did, I know that you said you prayed and you kept a good network in, around you, right? Or that support or that safety zone, like you double down in that safety zone. We've been talking Definitely. about safety zones this uh, mm-hmm. month. And uh, one of those safety zones is like, where can you operate freely and safeguards knowing that your boundaries are protected? Um, and so you talked about that, but like, like when you experience such a heart loss, like all of my gigs for 2020 dump too, right? Right. And the, like anything entertainment or with people or performance, you could forget about it. Right. And people weren't quite hip to the like multimedia facet. So mm-hmm. luckily we had a one up there, right? But right. when you can't meet in front of people, like your whole thing shuts down. So talk to me about what, what that process even looked like for you when you said, I, I hit a, I hit a L 
like big time and it hurt real bad. So I had to like get serious about building into faith. Like what did that look like for you? Man, so it just, uh, it hit hard, you know? And what it made me do is just like, like I looked, my father is very religious. Mm-hmm. And um, I just really started thinking about the things that he used to tell me um, mm-hmm. about staying strong in a storm and holding tight and doubling, doubling down, making sure that don't just ask God when you're in need, you know, talk to him when you don't need something. Period. And, and I found myself doing that more often. Mm-hmm. Um, just sitting back, you know, like I said, it, it, you know, everybody understand. At the end of the month, you like, shoot, at the end of April, everybody's like, all right, so we got to pay these bills. What are we going to do? You know? <laughs> and then right, it's like, right. you get to they May, you like, in. you get to June, you're like, oh, what are we going to so like I said, it, it, it was a challenge, but I just really just sat down and just, I couldn't question it. You couldn't do anything. It's like, what can you do? You can't do anything. So to pass the time, you know, to make it a little easier, you know what I mean? Shavana just started creating stuff. We just started um, weird, funny thing. We start coloring. So we colored, <laughs> we bought coloring books from Dollar Tree. Nice. And colored all these pictures and sent them to our family that we couldn't see to the kids and and different people, you know, that we couldn't see. And um, it was like therapy. How cute is that? You know, it was therapy, you know, and um, it, that was, that was the, I would say that was the turning point for us. Mm -hmm. Um, For the first two weeks we were frantic. We're like, oh Lord, like, because nobody's ever experienced this. It's not right. like you call somebody like, what did you do when this happened? Right. You know, like, it's just like, I feel like a lot of people talk bad about 2020, um, but I really feel like it helped me. Okay. Talk um, about it. How? Just appreciate stuff. Just appreciate okay. people. Yeah. Appreciate the, the liberties and freedoms that we do have. Appreciate mm-hmm. being able to just go to the store and get whatever you want. You know, mm-hmm. appreciate, you know, I'm a chunky girl. Appreciate buffets, you know? <laughs> You know things like that you know right. but uh it just made us really like sit back and think and and it just made me appreciate life and appreciate i'm not saying i didn't before but mm-hmm. you, like you're right we're so busy we do so much and mm-hmm. we're moving we're going and doing this and doing that but to sit down and open up a coloring book and just to sit there and color and not have to worry about like I gotta go to work in five minutes, or I gotta do this, or I gotta just to be able to do that. It was so refreshing to play That's video awesome. games. To I hooked up my old Nintendo, like wow! It just was, and then the, do, do, the, the do, best do, part, do, do, do. girl. Yes, <laughs> but I would say the best thing out of quarantine was the time that I got to spend with my wife. Wow, you know, and I say that because I mean, other than the entrepreneurial stuff, um, on the personal side, because we had to be together. Like we, you know, we was in a, we was in an apartment at the time. So we sitting there, we looking at each other like, man, I, I'm glad I love you. I'm glad I like you. Right. Because if I didn't, Cause <laughs> quarantine caused everybody to look at their relationships different. Yes. Especially yes, if you live with them, like. Okay. And it proved to me, I mean, I knew I made the right choice, you know, mm-hmm. but even further, like, it's just like, I got somebody that's, goofy like me just gonna sit here and color like we're playing paper boxes like, we did all type of crazy stuff man so and great. that was the that was the key and that's what ignited me to start creating even more because it's like wow. you know i got a wonderful wife sitting here she she's very creative too so wow. um she tapped into her creativity a lot more and it just made us uh just like a it just was fun so I love it. Right. I love this. So, and I want to stay there a little bit because we are, just in case you're tuning in again, we're sitting down with Jamie, JJ Tolbert, uh, AKA Trub, DJ Trub, owner, founder of Trub Music. Again, we're sitting down and we're talking about entrepreneurship. We're talking about love. We're talking about life. And we're talking about what all this means when you, when you package it up to just do you so you talked about like your wife being like the anchor or the tether to this whole situation which is like i'm trying to keep it together (laughs) but talk to us like what does 
this idea of pride, like, what does it even mean to you? Man, pride means everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Growing up, uh, you know, in my age bracket, you know, I'm 38, mm-hmm. it wasn't popular to be gay. You know, it wasn't popular mm-hmm. to be open. It wasn't popular to be different, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it was hard. High school was hard. Um mm-hmm contemplated had some dark thoughts you know a lot of dark thoughts during those times but Mm. what kept me going was just knowing that I was always told to be me no matter what Mm -hmm. and so when I came out I knew like hey this is the life that I'm choosing this is the life that to be out not to be gay Mm -hmm. you know I don't believe that's a choice (laughs) but to be Mm. out and to be open and to be me it was my choice because there were other people that I went to school with that were not, you know, out. And um, I've always took pride in that because I felt like if I'm being me, hopefully one day somebody else will have the courage to do the same thing, you know, because it is tough. It is hard. People are harsh. People are mean, especially at high school. People are cool. Man, I got bullied. I'm like, how are you the popular person? How are you popular and get bullied? You know, right. you know, and that's what it was. I was a popular, I was a popular person, athlete. People knew me. You know, I'm a jokester, um, but people still bully me, and people because mm-hmm. they didn't understand. Mm-hmm. So when I look at pride, I take pride as spreading the knowledge of happiness. Like mm-hmm. I am happy with who I'm with. I am happy with my lifestyle. You know, I don't judge other people for some of their lifestyle decisions. So. So like, mm-hmm. what gives you the right to judge me? You know, that's what, right. that's the, that's how people should live. But um, pride means, what pride means to me is sharing the knowledge of my lifestyle and hopefully influencing someone to have a change of heart. Um, I live every day in my truth because I want people to see what it, what it, what it really is, you know, Sometimes the media, sometimes uh, experiences or assumptions cloud people's judgment, you know. Mm-hmm. But I want people when they meet me, they say, that's Jamie. She is an entrepreneur. She is a black woman. She is a right. lesbian. And I love her. <laughs> you know, right, period. That's what I want. Right, I don't period. want, I don't, and I, and, and I want people to have a change of heart, like to be like, I could love this person. Why can't I love other gay people? Why can't right. I love other people in the lifestyle? Why can't I love other black people? Why can't I love other women? Like all of those titles, all of those labels, you know, right. that, that you carry around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want people to not just love me. I want them to love others. And so I try and to carry myself like that. And it's crazy too, because you talk about labels and sometimes people are quick to throw around a secondary or a tertiary label and make mm-hmm. that your primary. Like, mm-hmm. wait, hold on. Why can't I just be, you know, uh, why can't I just be a child of God first if I'm yeah. a believer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or why can't I just be, uh, you know, whatever that entrepreneur is or focused or business mind or capable, right? Why can't I just be that, right? Why has it got to be like person of color or gay? Or, you know, whatever that looks like first. Like, what, was that going to change your mind? Like, and why right. should that? <laughs> exactly. Right? So I'm digging exactly. that. I'm feeling you on that. So what about this? Like, have you ever found it particularly hard? Because I love what you said. You said, and pride means everything to me. By living my truth, I hope that I influence someone. Like, influence their mindset in the positive direction. That's what I'm assuming there. Mm-hmm. Um or encouraging someone else to live in theirs. And I love that. That's what we're about. Uh, But also you said this thing about spreading the knowledge of happiness. So that can be hard, right? Because I'm Mm -hmm. sure you face discrimination as being Mm -hmm. a member of the community, let alone a person of color. Mm -hmm. So how do you work to still live in your truth authentically and spread that joy despite 
the discrimination or, or the challenges that come with even those labels? I mean, I just, <clears throat> I just try to be the best me that I could be every day. Quick story. Uh, I was working at Carrie Toyota in Kentucky, selling cars. That was my first job out of college. And um, never thought I'd be a car salesperson, but I loved it. <laughs> and uh, there it is. A, guy, a guy walks on the lot and he says, uh, I'm looking for a Tundra. Do you have anybody that can help me? And I said, yeah, I, I can help you. If you pick up trucks, I got you. And he said, pardon me, but I would prefer someone else. And I was like, well, why is that, sir? And he said, because I can't picture myself buying a pickup truck from a black woman. Honest to God, that's what he said. And I looked at him and I said, well, look, how about this? I'll make a deal with you. If we get on this truck, why don't you go on this test drive with me? We get in this truck. If I can't tell you what you need to know, if I can't answer any questions, or if you don't feel like you want to buy this truck after this engagement with me, I'll get you my sales manager and I'm going to give you a discount too. And he said, you're wrong. So we went for about a 10 minute test drive, answered every single question for him. I knew everything that he needed to know. Um, and we got back and he said, I want to apologize to you because I was very unaware and very stubborn and dumb for even saying what I said to you because you know what you're doing. And I was like, hey, I'm not mad at you, sir. I'm like, I'm just glad that that we're going to get you in this tundra. <laughs> right. Well, now be quiet and sign on the line because I need that Okay. Like, look, 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 I need this check. We're good. <laughs> Hopefully that changed your life, you know? And and that was a, it was, some people might have got mad. Some people might have. Some people would have ran and said, okay, no, I'm not doing that today. Like a straight offended. I was going to say like, how many people would have just been like, okay, I don't want to deal with you. No way. Man. And it, it's a challenge. And that goes back to that after it's that's a challenge. It's like, oh, I can convince you. Oh, you're giving me a chance. Now, if you could have said, nah, then of course I don't want to get somebody else. Right. But when he said yes, I'm like, oh, let's go. I got you. Right. I know you got to buy this truck today. What color did you want? <laughs> you know? That's and, how um, you know you're entrepreneurially spirited. Cause you was like, oh, you trying to tell you trying to tell me no. Hold on. Let me right. let, let me find out real quick. Yeah. And that's where, um, you know, I feel like sometimes I'm like, I've been faced with a lot of situations like that to where it's kind of like, do you, do you, do you get mad or do you enlighten? Um, do you cut somebody out or do you just say, Hey, you know, that's not nice. Or, or Hey, like, you know, and I've been called the N word girl. I went to school in Moorhead, Kentucky. So I experienced a lot of racism in college, but at any moment that I had, I wanted to enlighten someone, you know? Um, even about like being a lesbian, you know, like people don't understand and it's not meant for people to understand. That's the, that's the, that's the thing that everybody needs to know. It's not meant for you to understand the LGBT community's lifestyle because guess what? You're not LGBT. Okay. <laughs> so you wouldn't okay. understand, right? It's just all about just living and just saying, hey, you have your life, I have my life. That's all it's about. And if people really sat down and thought about it, like, hey, you know, you're right. Like, I don't question you about what you're doing with your boyfriends or your girlfriends, you know. So why is you questioning me? I'm still Jamie. <laughs> you know, that is my, that's me. You know, and that's so my that's primary me. label, my name. Exactly. So you brought up a few things and it brings me to a couple questions. So what it so first of all, let's go to that safe zone where you have said something about like it's not about it's not for you to understand. It's just for you to say, "Hey, I'm here." So talk to me about that. How can somebody that may not be a part of the community step up and indicate like, "Hey, I'm a safe zone. Like, hey, I'm here. I'm with you. Like, is it the blink with the eyes? Is it, like, <laughs> is it a symbol in the air? Like, but I'm not trying to be ignorant. That's funny. But um, how how might somebody outside of the community establish that they're in that zone? Like, hey, I don't get it, but I'm right here. 
Like, how do they do that? Just open up your ears, your eyes, and your heart. That's that's the the best way to be an ally um, for the LGBT community. Just listening, um, engaging. Uh, one of the toughest things for me, I would say, is that it was a lot, when I was getting bullied. It was a lot of people that just sat there. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of people that just looked at the situation, looked at the stuff happening, um, instead of speaking up and defending, or not even just defending, just speaking up, like, hey, y'all, chill, like, this this ain't cool, this ain't right, you know? And sometimes that's all it takes, is just to speak up or 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 just to listen, you know? It, it's tough because, you know, of course, back to the religion thing and the all that stuff. And I know it's a lot of people that feel like that, like, oh, it's against the lie, all this stuff like that. And it's like, if we went down a list of everything that we're not supposed to do, we wouldn't be doing nothing. <laughs> you know, so it's like, it's not your place, you know, it's just, just to coexist is, is the, is the key term for me. It's coexisting with people. You might not understand what someone um, is doing, why they are doing it or whatnot, but that doesn't give you the right to hate them. It doesn't give you the right to to um, protest so loudly against what they what they're doing. You know, mm-hmm. like how is that affecting what you're doing? Um, but I just feel like a lot. I appreciate the allies, and I appreciate people that that speak up. Um, appreciate people that that listen, that open up their hearts, that have a considering mind, like to open up their mind and say, you know what. You are just Jamie. You're not. You're not everything else that follows Jamie. <laughs> you know, you are Jamie. You know, Period. and you know, and that's that's the important thing. I feel like allies is listening, engaging when they see wrongdoing. All right, cancel culture. We align with that. Like, uh, we're not really with that. But then, what about this whole idea of like, there's a lot of people out there that's like, yeah, go pride. Here's the button. Here's the symbol. Here's the picture. Here's the flag. Let me dress it, you know, whatever to help show my support. We call it performative allyism, right? Mm-hmm, performative mm-hmm. allyship. I like that. <laughs> I like but, that. <laughs> but there's a lot of people that jump on that mm-hmm. and don't really do anything outside of the parades. Or don't really do out anything outside of like waving the flag when you know there's a little ha- event happening in, in their town or city or whatever. So, like, do you have any suggestions for people like that? Like, oh, my friends invited me to pry. Uh, I guess I'll wear a rainbow color shirt. Yeah, I and mean, that's it. I appreciate. I appreciate what people did because it was a point in time where there was no support for pride at all. Um, it was a point in time where you wouldn't turn on the TV and see Old Navy or Target or none of these companies talking about pride. So it's a thin line. Uh, of course, they capitalize off of this month. A lot of people do. Like, yeah. I'm going to do pride specials and you ain't did nothing for the gay community all year. However, However, I would rather have 30 days of that than nothing. Okay. So, you know, give us something, you know, and and I appreciate that. Um, However, I just hope that people see that that's what they're doing and realize like, hey, if I'm going to support these people in June, why can't I support them in July, August, September, October? Right. Why it's got to be isolated to what month? (laughs) Girl, Yes. So that's all I that's all I would say is, you know, when you see that, call it out. Like, hey, you know, I don't see you nowhere else. Now, and that's the hard part about it too, is because right. some people might only be comfortable supporting it, John. Because every because that's, that's what, what everybody, everybody else is doing it. Right. That's the whole, yeah. And so, you know, I don't expect people to step out of their comfort zones. Mm-hmm. Um just be knowledgeable, like aware of what you're doing and um, how it affects the community. Um, Because beyond all these pride parades, beyond all these rainbows, there are kids out here being alienated because of their lifestyle. There Mm -hmm. is a lot of homeless 
LGBT mm-hmm. teens that need love, that need the, those donations, that might need, you know, those clothing, not just financial, just clothing donations, that might need foster yeah. parents. So there's yeah. ways that people can help. And that's why I focus on, like, pride, the parade, and all that stuff is cool. But I really focus on trying to help these kids. And yeah. that's why I do what I do. And that's why I, I live in my truth so that, you know, people, the kids will know. Um, a good friend of mine, Lisa, uh, she's a major advocate here in Columbus. She owns a big Shout out to Lisa. Right? Where you at? Yes. That's my dog, man. That's my girl. And I um, got her on the line. Yo, I, I set it up for you, Greg. She's she's an amazing. <laughs> we can take anybody. An Come on. Well, I, anybody. Ne- I never really had a mentor, mm-hmm. but I would say she's a mentor and she doesn't know it because mm-hmm. it's not like we talk every day and everything, but I watch her and I look at her. But I said that to say she um, told me of a time where she went to a school just like being an entrepreneur and having her own business and things like that. And a young lady came up to me and said, I've never seen a successful lesbian in the flesh. Hmm. See Ellen, you see people on TV, but I've never seen a successful lesbian. And I'm a lesbian, the girl was a lesbian. I've mm-hmm. never seen that before. Mm-hmm. I just was like, man, here we are, it's 2021. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and kids, it's, no rep- it's not representation. Period. Like it should be. You know, uh, when I was, I fought in school, I'm coming up on my 20 year reunion uh, of graduating high school, but I fought to get programs for us um, to no avail. It was on deaf ears at that time. Right. And um, I, I wrote it, my, I'll never forget, I almost did not graduate high school because my English, my final paper was about legalizing gay marriage. Wow. My teacher told me that that was inappropriate, that will never happen. You told me wow. and I had to rewrite a paper, another paper, you know? Yeah. And so that's why I say like the representation is what's key. And um, beyond all of this, like I said, the, the rainbows and all this stuff, that's what, that's what the truth is. If people did want to help, that's how you can help outside of gym. Wow. You know, you, you can, you can donate, you can, um, you know, show that you're an ally. Because some people feel like the cards are against you. You know, luckily for me, you know, my older cousin was gay and he was very successful. He was a lawyer, had businesses and things like that. And that's what motivated me and kept me on track. Like my cousin made it. He did it. He's successful. I could do it. You know, and so that's where people can help is to show like, hey, you know, I'm not gay, but I believe in you. I support you. And it's yeah. nothing wrong with you. It's kids killing themselves, man, mm-hmm. because of not being accepted, you right. know? And that's, that's... And not having those safe things. No safe And not having the care or the health care or the medical care because they've been alienated, like you said. Yes, yes. And I, I, that's one thing that um, me and Shivana, that's something that we're going to talk about. You know, we want to... Um, either write a book or a memoir. We want to do something to bring yeah. awareness to it, um, especially in the Black community. <laughs> especially in the Black community. Because it's people that will not accept their gay kids, their LGBT kids, and these kids are beautiful. And they're, yeah. they're talented. I'm one of those kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Me and my mom went through it when I came out. You know, mm-hmm. Shipped me to Alabama with my dad to try to fix me. Because he was religious, she's like, you can fix her. And it's like, no, there's nothing to fix. I'm me, you know? Right. And it wasn't until I went to college that she really, she missed me. Like, oh, I miss my daughter. And it's like, yeah, I'm your daughter. Period. Regardless, you know? Okay. And so <clears throat> people, a lot of kids don't get that, though. They don't get that second chance with their parents. And I really, that's why, like I said, that's why I do what I do. And try to be that good example to show them, like, hey, you can make it. Keep, mm-hmm. keep going. And that's what people could do outside of the month of June, just look into those programs and stuff. You got a lot of intuition going because a lot of the <laughs> questions I was going to ask, you was just hitting that bing. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just very grateful for that because you're absolutely right. You know, I'll still get um, people sharing with me to this day 
like statements like, you know, your sister, I think she would have just grew up out of that. And I'm like, yeah, you can't discuss something for somebody that's not in the room. We just right. been talking about it. And um, as much as you think you know, you don't know some of the battle wounds that I would even have to sit and listen <clears throat> and talk to her about and watch her cry and watch her feel that and watch her go through that. And knowing there was only so much I could even do. Or like when I would get to be the bully and we're in the checkout and they're saying, sir. And I'm like, she's not mad. And okay. you know, getting mad. And she's, and she's like, it's okay. It's okay, Buddha. It's okay. And I'm like, mm. no. But it's again, not okay. Right. Well, because I was like that little feisty person in my heart that was just like, no. But there was a level of acceptance and assimilation that, you know, like even she had to take on because there, there were just very, um, uh, people with just the blinders on. And um, th those are stories that people don't see mm -hmm. um, because it's easy to like go home and do you. Man, <laughs> right? I mean. I tell, I told somebody the other day uh, and uh, I, it was just this, it's, it's real deep, but it's, it can be simple. It's like we get selfish in our personal space and our personal connection to time. We get selfish. We want people for as long as we want them. Uh -huh. We want time with them for as long as we can have with them. But people don't belong to us. Right. Like I'm a believer, so they belong to God first. Yeah, the yeah. time that we get to spend with them is... Um, the time that we were designed to get. Mm -hmm. um, and so when we can accept the fact that people are not ours, even though we want them, even though we mm -hmm. love them, even though we want them to be right here, um, we're just graced with the time to spend with them. And so what do we make out of the time that we have? Exactly. Um, wow. I know. I, like it, there's been plenty of moments throughout the session where I've been getting the goose pimples. Yes, the goosey. <laughs> I call them <laughs> So I you know, I want to round this off because you've been so gracious with your time. Um, what's one question? Well, two, this is a two-parter. What is something that you've seen that has been truly unique about like pride that has happened on a global scale? Like what is one thing there? And then what is one thing that you never get to talk about or you never get asked that you would like absolutely love to talk about? Another thing that, I, that might be a small thing, it's not small to me, it might be simple, I should say, is the... Um, people's pronouns okay. i love i love to see it you like anyway. seeing the she her her hers <clears throat> i love it because he, him, that's his. important <laughs> it's important girl and i can't lie to you like you be in the in the community a lot of people focus on you know the l's the g's and the b's but not a lot of people focus on the c's and that and they need a lot of love um uh, i don't want to say that they need more love than the other letters, but it's like it's hard yeah. waking up being somebody that you're not. It's hard yeah. waking up looking in the mirror and you see a woman, but you know in your heart that you are a man. You know what I mean? Mm. And so that might sound weird to people, but guess what? Yeah. That's not your struggle. Right. So it, it, right. it's not, and I, I respect my trans brothers and sisters so much because. It takes so much courage Absolutely. to live in that truth, man. And to, to to address someone by their proper pronouns is very important. You know? Right. It's just as important as when you address a miss and a missus, you know. Mm -hmm. If I'm married, you address me as a married person. You know what I mean? So it's just as important as if I'm if I'm a man within my heart, within my spirit, within my that's what I feel, address me as such. Or like, I mean, it would, it would be no different than if you got your education and you became a medical doctor and exactly. you want to be addressed as Dr. So-and-so exactly. or Captain So-and-so or yes. uh, Minister So-and-so. Um, that's your life and that's your accomplishments and your, 
know. And I have to, I have to admit, like, I, I struggle a little bit with how to address and how to approach, but I mean it with all respect. And sometimes it's like when I don't know what to say, I just default to the name. Like I'll mm-hmm. say just that person's name. I won't go he, her, or what's up, girl, yeah. or what's up, my dude, or whatever. I'll just be like, oh, hey, you know, hey, you know, and especially the if they have a name that is like interchangeable. Um, I, I went to school with someone um, in college who was openly trans, and I struggled for a long time. That, As a matter of fact, that was the first time I had come mm-hmm. into like, personal exchanges with someone who was living in that truth. And I, I was scared to ask the questions because I was afraid of being offensive. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I still knew that love and care was always on my highest priority. Um, and even to this day, we still talk and we still, you know, we still make like wonderful exchanges. Thank God for social yes. media. But, um, and that's the beauty of those emails because right. now it opens that door to say what are your pronouns right you know or what pronouns do you prefer you know right. what I'm saying? and and that's why i appreciate that so much and like i said i never really dealt with that before um even being a member of the community you know i really didn't right. know a lot of trans people but um growing and learning more and doing more and djing different places and you know meeting new people i, I have a whole lot of friends that have trans that have, that have transitioned and um mm-hmm. Like I said, there's more power to them. Yeah. You know? Like a question that you never get asked about you as a person that you never, like, that you love to talk about. Like, why don't nobody ask me about this? <laughs> uh, let's see. People don't ask me what are my favorite TV shows or like what I like to do in my free time. Nobody okay. ever asks me that. Um, everybody just assumes that I'm always busy. And I am. True. But um, I like, I'm a nerd. So a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that. Um, When I was a kid, my mom, I didn't watch TV. I didn't watch a lot of TV. I listened to music and I read the encyclopedia. Yes, that's what I, I used to write book reports to myself um, of just different things that I would find. I would have my mom pick out page numbers. So that I could just go read certain things and like, or pick out an encyclopedia and I would write reports. So I have a, a broad knowledge of a lot of stuff. And um I love Jeopardy. So when Alice Trebek died. Oh, I, that was devastating. I, you were like, I was my, like whole life. my uncle, my uncle, bro, Uncle <laughs> Alex, bro. No. Like, no. So that was too. Man, and I was so devastated. Right. You know, you a I'm whole like, entertainment yeah. person watching Jeopardy. <laughs> Girl, it's crazy. And I'm just like, right. this. damn, DJ Trump checking in right here. One on one. The Wiz, like, all this. Right. Big, but when I, like, I am such of, like, like, knowledge, trivia. Oh, my God. Give me a trivia. You know, but that's the one thing I would say that people never ask me. Like, what do you what do you like to do? Right what do you now? like to do? That's what I like to do. I like to That's so learn. Cool. It's crazy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like, cause you know, you learn things about people when they get to really talk about what they love to talk about. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Wait, first let's do a flash round. Okay. We're going to do some what you rather. It's okay. So okay. real quick, real quick. You got like five seconds or less to answer these. Okay. Ready? Okay. Chicken or pizza? Chicken. Drums or flats? Drums. Outdoor activities, indoor activities? Indoor. Uh, sink or swim? Swim. Hip-hop or jazz? Oh. Oh, hip-hop. That's a hard one. Jazz or oh. pop? Jazz. <laughs> it's like hip-hop then jazz for me. That's what it is. I love both of them. So. That's crazy. <laughs> so then... What do you say? So this is my last question. And um, we're going to answer this and then get to how people can find you. So, JJ, what do you tell that person who sit in their rooms at night wondering just why? Rather, they're trying to live in their truth, uh, but afraid 
out of rejection or they're living in silence and stifling um, that excellence that can thrive uh, because they're living in secrecy. Uh, what do you tell the people that sit up alone at night that are lonely because they just haven't found their thing or haven't had their, found their people or ju just like paralyzed on what to do next. What do you tell those people, whether they're eight or 80? I would tell them to stay strong. Mm -hmm. Focus on you and your day will come. Um, stay positive. Look for the light. Don't fall into the dark. There's always somebody out there for you, whether it's a friend or a partner, but there's someone out there. If you fall into the darkness, you'll never be able to see them. You'll never be able to meet them. So you got to keep faith and keep hope alive. And to do that, you got to keep that confidence within yourself. Um, everything happens for a reason. Um, that time alone is time that you got to spend to learn yourself um, so that you could be the best person that you could be when you do meet your herd, when you do meet your tribe. Um, I spent a lot of time alone, you know, and I was that person crying in the room, sad. But I learned a lot about myself in that time. Um, it's times that I thought about taking my life. It's times that I thought about taking other people's lives because they bullied me. However, I knew that wasn't the answer because if I did that, then I'll never get to see the other side. I'll never get to, to, to know what it feels like to have friends that share the same things that I share. I'll never get to learn what love feels like. So you have to keep that faith and you have to stay positive and you have to push through, even if no one understands you. As long as you understand yourself, that's all that matters. You're not living for people to accept you. You're not living for people to understand you. You are living to be true to yourself. And the acceptance and the understanding will come from those who it's supposed to come from. And even the people that don't understand and accept, you got every day, every day to show them that you are living proof of what you are of who you are and so that's what I would tell them because you know that's what it is you know like I said I, I had plenty of times where I was just like yo I don't want to be here no more so nobody like me uh I play sports I'm popular everybody's cool with me they laugh at my jokes and everything but they hate me because I'm gay like oh my god like how like, why am I here? Why does my mom not like me right now? Why does my mom not understand? Why is my dad telling me that I'm going to hell? Like, all of these things, like, coming in at you. But the one thing that I sat back and I thought about was, like, you know what? I'm me, though. I'm happy. This is me. I don't, I don't, I mean, I dated guys, and I hated it. It sucked. <laughs> It sucked. And that was a popular thing to do. And I was like, oh, this is what my friends are doing. Uh, uh, I'm going to do this. Uh, no. Ew, this is nasty. Like, this is not what I want to do. And I was not happy. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I learned real quick, like, I know what I want. And this is what I want to do. And um, plenty of times, like I said, I almost didn't graduate high school because of the paper that I wrote, because of speeches that I wrote. Um, but I stood by that. I didn't want to fight because I didn't have the, the support to fight, you know, to say like, hey, she could keep this paper because my mom would have been like, yo, you right, you need to change the paper, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, you know, I changed the paper, but I didn't change my heart and I didn't change how I felt. And sometimes you do have to adapt. Sometimes you do have to wear that mask until you can fend for yourself, until you, until you can do for yourself. So, to those kids, to those young people that are in homes or places where they might not have that support, live to fight another day. Keep going. Keep pushing. Take those take those licks and keep on ticking. What was that? I forgot. Was that the, 
What was that? What was that when we was kids? Take a lick and keep on kicking. I forgot. I don't even know. It was something. I, I remember that from being a kid. But you know, you, you take a lick and keep on, keep going, you keep fighting. You gotta fight, and to this day, I fight. I fight to yeah. this day. You know, yeah. and it's not, it's always a fight. Everybody has a fight. Whether you LGBT, whether you straight, whether you black, whether you white, everybody has a fight. Mm-hmm. But if you are in a dark space. You'll never see the light. You gotta see the light because the light is gonna come one day, and you don't see the path. You gonna be like, ah, there it is, there it is, and you gonna be so happy walking along. And then guess what? Some more darkness gonna come. But you gotta keep looking for the light, and you gotta keep going. Um, and, and that's what I would say to someone that's that's going through anything. I'm, I'm so grateful that you came and you dropped all the, like you just shed a light. And like you said, you, you operate, you are, you're either operating in a space of unknown and like that ignorant space, or you're operating in a space with darkness and and not being encouraged to be enlightened. Um, And that's exactly what you did for us today. I'm so grateful. Mm -hmm. Y'all, I mean, give it up. Like, if we could have nobody else to, like, wrap up this season (laughs) and what we going through, um, I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to spend it with you. But more importantly, like, you know, you didn't, we didn't amp you up. We didn't talk about you. We didn't, we didn't say all the things that just made you wonderful and delightful and, and how you got the business and all the things that you do. How can people find you if they want more of what Jamie J.J. Tolbert, a.k.a. DJ Trub, a.k.a. Master Curator, Creator, Jeopardy Enthusiast, (laughs) (laughs) Globaling, like, right? Like, how can they find more of you? Um, uh, IG, uh, my DJ page is uh, T-R-U-B-M-Z-K, short for my company, Trub Music. Um, also, I think I got a link on there with all, to all of my other IG pages, um, www.trubmusic.com and that's T-R-U-B-M-U-Z-I-K.com. And also my media company is trendistrymediagroup.com. So those are my two main places. Um, and yeah, if anybody out there, you know, if you need to talk, if you're ever in that dark space and. You need someone to talk. I don't care if I never met you before. Reach out. I'm here. That's what I'm here for, man. Yes. Because that's that's all of this. Here, good people, this is what we do, right? You know, I could go on and try to get big name people and celebrities and all this other stuff and get them to talk about all the hard stuff and all this stuff. But here's the thing. We see that all the time and we see it in many different forms. The Mm -hmm. problem is, is we don't see the heroes walking amongst us every single day. And when I invite someone on, it's because they're genuinely doing hero work every day. We just don't know them until now. So thank you so much. I appreciate you coming, Jamie. Like this has been a blessing and a half. And I'm just so grateful that you got to drop little nuggets with us. Wisdom everywhere. Grab it where you can. I learned a thing or two. And so I'm just, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me in this platform. And I love your growth and what you're doing. And what you're doing is amazing. Thank you. And I appreciate you for even considering me. I'm so humbled and thankful to be here and be able to share what I got going on. That's, that's, that's the blessing right there. Uh, if you want to send notes or what you thought or what you heard or what your like notes for Jamie that you hope get back to her. Um, but I can't say thank you enough. Thank you for tuning in. If you listened this far, you made it to the end of the episode. And I thank you for lending me your ear, your time, your talent, and your treasure to sit here with us today. As always, we always kickstart, like find a time to make a conversation, find a time to show up and be present and listen. Let's take some of the nuggets that Jamie gave us and and demonstrate that with members within the LGBTQ community, LGBT plus um, community and beyond. How do I just show up for someone that's in need? 
Um, but more importantly, how can I advocate when I see something wrong is happening or that something overwhelming is happening? How can I show up and be um, an advocate for them? Um, so I hope we can take those nuggets. I hope we can use them. I hope it extends well beyond this one hour, right? And I hope that it can help you and the lives of the people that you work with in your communities and beyond. And as always, let's make it a great day. And as always, JJ, you want to take it away? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Ha, 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 ha.